Board round, session number 37. The moment you step foot on campus as a medical student, you are gearing up for one of the biggest tests you'll ever have to take, USMLE Step 1 or Comlex Level 1. The medical school headquarters and board vitals are going to help you prepare for your first board exam with questions, pearls of information, and guidance to make sure you have what it takes to score high and match into your specialty of choice. Welcome to Board Rounds. My name is Dr. Ryan Gray, and I'm excited to be back with another great episode with Dr. Mike Natter, this time covering the renal system. And we make fun of nephrologists all the time, or at least I do, because they're so nerdy with their math, but it's so important. And this question today will show you why. Dr. Mike Natter back for some more board rounds. I'm excited to talk to you today. How are you? Dr. Gray, doing well. Nice to see you again or talk to you again. Nice to talk to you. Since our last conversation, there's some been, been some big news in your world as you're finishing up your residency you've applied for and had your fellowship match. So congratulations on that and the next step you. in your journey. Thank you kindly. Yes, very exciting. Very exciting. It's a little bit like being a senior in high school when you know where you're going to go to college next year and then you still got to finish out the last <laughs> year. Gotta, yeah, they, and, and there's, no, uh, there's no room for senioritis. No, no, people will die. People will die. Yeah. <laughs> pesky, pesky patients always getting in the way of fun. Oh, man, that's all right. Um, well, awesome. Congratulations. I'm excited to, to continue to watch your, your journey as you're going through for endocrinology. So that's exciting. Correct. Thank you. Yes. So speaking of endocrinology, that's not what we're talking about today. We're going to talk about the kidneys and uh, some okay. renal. So what, uh, what do we have for us today? Yeah, well, the kidneys, yes. So the kidneys, as they say, the uh, the uh, how to how to get to someone's heart is through the kidneys, right? Um, um, no, I've never heard that before. No, no, no. no. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> kidneys, kidney renal physiology, probably the most complicated, I'd say, of all the physiologies. Would you agree? A thousand million percent. I when I have uh, on my specialty stories podcast, when I have the the urolo- or not the urologist, the uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, nephrologist. the nephrologist, those those kidney doctors, not the pee doctors, the kidney doctors. <laughs> I know the the pee comes from the kidneys. Anyway, the the nephrologists on um, they they are the biggest nerds that I think I talk to. Yeah, 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 and and rightfully so. You, you got to be pretty nerdy to understand what's going on on this level here. So, yeah. um, thank God for them because I couldn't do it. Yeah, I mean, kidneys kind of important. I mean, they kind of keep the poison out of us. I mean, it's a small little thing, but hey, they're they're there. Yeah, yeah. what are you gonna do, right? Yeah, and uh, yeah. So what 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 are we dealing dealing with? So today? let's uh, let's jump in. So we'll go through a couple of uh, renal questions that um, we'll expect to see in some of our exams, and uh, we'll we'll hop right in here. I'll I'll read the first question. Okay. Okay. We have a 65-year-old gentleman who's a smoker with a past medical history of hypertension, dyslipidemia, diabetes, metal- Ugh. diabetes mellitus, and he presents with chest pain. So after initial evaluation, he is taken for an emergency coronary angiogram. Three days later, he develops an elevated serum creatinine, oliguria, and hyperkalemia. His lab findings are as follows. So we have a table here that shows both plasma concentration and urine concentration. So creatinine plasma concentration is 2.0. Urine concentration is 200. Glucose serum or plasma concentration is 80. And urine concentration is 0. Potassium is 5. And urine concentration is 50. 
uric acid is 3 in the plasma and 15 in the urine. And PAH is 0.2 in the plasma and 100 in the urine concentration. The question is as follows. Assuming a urine flow rate of 1 milliliter per minute, what is this patient's filtration fraction? Should we go through some answer choices? Yeah, let's do that. So A is 10%, B is 20%, C is 30%, D, 40%, and E, 50%. Hmm. There's a lot to unpack here. Yeah, yeah. And and this is one on a timed test where you're like, oh, I hate, I hate renal stuff and uh, math and those nerds that got me every time and I'm just going to pick C and move on. Right. That's one of those questions. Uh, but luckily we have some time on the podcast to talk about it all. So let, let's start unpacking. I'll, I'll let you kind of dive into this and lead this sure. because, um, yeah, I, I don't like this stuff. Yeah, no, no, not a problem. So <laughs> I mean this, this unfortunately, so I'm going to, uh, there's, uh, I'm going to talk big picture and then we'll get into the nitty gritty big picture from a clinical perspective. This is um, not particularly one-to-one relevant to what we do in the hospital and the clinic. Yep. Um, that being said, it is. I do think there is some importance or some significance to understanding how we get to some of the things we get to. So yeah. a lot of things are calculated for us in the hospital. Um, GFR and these types of things are kind of uh, calculated for us. But understanding what it all means, this is what this question is doing. And so at the end of the day, this question is about math. Yeah. my one of my least favorite things yeah. um and so it's about understanding um what formula needs to be applied and then basically plugging and chugging and then once you know the formula the question becomes quite simple but let's back up one more second and i just want to make another point when we talk about a uh 65 year old guy who has renal dysfunction and goes for a coronary angiogram what is a coronary angiogram Oh, that's a good, good looking picture of what's going on in the heart. Exactly. Looking at so, those coronary arteries. Um, we, we shoot some, some contrast dye into the coronary arteries yep. to kind of see if there's any, uh, like stenosis or make sure it's patent and so on. Now the problem Ryan with contrast is what, what do we worry about with contrast usually? Uh, we worry about getting that contrast out of the body, allergic reactions and how the kidneys can filter it. Exactly. And it actually is kind of renotoxic. So when we have a high contrast load, we can really do some harm to the kidneys. And so we really want to reserve these coronary angiograms and really any kind of contrast loading dye studies um, for if we absolutely need them in folks that have any renal dysfunction. And so this guy might have taken an additional hit to his kidneys um, if he already started out with some kidney problems to begin with. Yeah, so, and that, that past medical history kind of leads to that, right? He's got some hyper hypertension and the diabetes, uh, obviously diabetes with mycovascular disease. Um, so so we exactly. it's yeah. kind of leading you down there. It's not saying, hey, this 65-year-old male smoker with previous renal issues. Exactly. Yeah, it kind of gives you that setup. And the two uh, kind of leading causes of uh, end-stage renal disease or any kind of CKD or chronic kidney disease are actually hypertension and diabetes, like you mentioned. So this guy is kind of a good setup for someone who's going to have some kidney problems potentially. So the other thing I wanted to mention is that the question stem does say that three days later he developed elevated serum creatinine, which is true. Two is an elevation. Uh, oliguria. What does oliguria mean? Uh, decrease urine output. 
Exactly. And then hyperkalemia. So hyper meaning high, kalemia meaning uh, potassium. Mm-hmm. But, you know, uh, potassium of five, really not elevated. That potassium of five is kind of the upper limit of normal. So yeah. I don't know why they're calling this elevated, but maybe it's elevated from his baseline of, let's say, 3.5 or 4. Mm-hmm. Um, we do worry about hyperkalemia, especially in uh, folks who have uh, kidney dysfunction, uh, because hyperkalemia can lead to things like uh, dysrhythmias and, and cardiac uh, issues, especially like things like torsades and so on. Yeah. So all this stuff is kind of trying to make this a little bit more clinically relevant to us. And then we have to dive into uh, kind of some definitions. So uh, the first definition, I think we all know what creatinine is. We know what glucose is. We know what potassium is, uric acid. What the hell is PAH? Do you recall what PAH is? No, I was actually Googling it as as you were reading. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I don't remember that one at all. Yeah, it's, it's this weird guy. It's para-aminohipurate. Para-aminohipurate. I'm probably butchering that. This is one of these kind of theoretic substances that we learn about a lot in medical school. And then clinically, we don't particularly use. And it really falls into the idea of understanding renal physiology. Because as you recall, the nephron is super complex. And there's a lot of secretion. There's a lot of absorption. There's a lot of nonsense that goes on in the kidney. And there's very few ways to really measure uh, kind of that renal plasma flow, like what's being seen by the nephron and then what's being uh, put out at the in the urine. And one way to kind of figure that out is using PAH because it acts as a nice correlate for that renal plasma flow because it's neither absorbed nor secreted by the nephron. So whatever you put into the plasma, the PAH is going to be seen on the other end when you dump it into the urine. So that's kind of helpful for this math problem. Does that make sense? Yes and no, but yeah, let's let's keep talking about it. <laughs> all right, all right. So, so it kind of comes back to this idea of uh, the question at hand. So, there's a few things we need to know. So, they're asking the question is asking for a uh, filtration fraction. When I think of filtration, overall the kidney is filter filtering the blood, but it's really the glomerulus and kind of what the nephron is seeing that's being filtered, mm-hmm. um, and then what fraction of what the plasma is showing is actually going to be filtered. So it's asking the fraction of what we're filtering at the kidney level, and we have to first think about the glomerular filtration rate. So we're looking at a rate at which the glomerulus is filtering, and that's the GFR. And usually we're given that that measurement. Um, but if we're not, we can also calculate that. And then the filtration fraction is essentially um, equal to the jo- uh, gramellar filtration rate divided by that uh, renal plasma flow. Kind of makes sense if we break it down. So let's step back. So the, re- the renal plasma flow is essentially the amount of blood that's flowing through to the kidneys, or in this case, the nephron. And the glomerular filtration rate, if we divide that by that renal plasma flow, we'll get an idea of what the fraction of filtration actually is. Does that make sense? Yep. Okay. So if we just kind of go from there, we can do a little bit of plugging and chugging. So let's first figure out how we go about this. So the GFR initially, um, we can, do we give, do we get the GFR here? No, they don't give us a GFR here. So we have to figure out the GFR on our own. Yes, you do. So let's, so let's go through that. So the GFR is also, it can also be calculated by the creatinine clearance. And the way we do creatinine clearance, we take the urine creatinine, which they give us, and then we multiply that by the urine flow rate and then divide by the plasma creatinine concentration. Um, so that comes to 200 times one. They gave us the flow rate. And then we divide by two, which is the creatinine concentration. So that's pretty straightforward, right? Mm-hmm. Got that. So 200 divided by two, 100. So we have a GFR, which we're going to equate to our creatinine clearance, which is 100. That's 100 milliliters per minute. 
So then we have to say, what is the um, renal plasma, um, the renal, excuse me, the renal plasma flow rate or the, the um, uh, PAH rather. So we have to take the PAH, like we said before, because that's going to be a nice correlate. And from there, let me take, a, let me think about this for a second. So from there, we take the, um, okay, so we're going to take the, that's right, we'll, we'll take the, ah, the renal plasma flow is going to be equal to the clearance of that PAH, right? Because that PAH is neither secreted nor absorbed, so that's going to be equivalent. So to get the clearance, we're going to take the urine PAH, multiply it by the flow, which the, the urine flow, which you said was one. And then we can divide by the plasma pH concentration. That kind of makes sense because that's what's being seen by the kidney and what's being excreted by the kidney. Yeah. So that would be uh, 100 times 1 divided by 0.2. These are the numbers that they gave us in the, in the stem. And yeah. so uh, 100 times 1 divided by 0.2 is 500. So it's 500 milliliters per minute. So now we have the pH clearance, which we can say is the same thing as the renal plasma flow. And so then now we can plug and chug. So remember, we said our filtration fraction is going to be our GFR divided by our renal plasma flow. And so then we plug and chug. And so we take our GFR, which we said was 100. And then we divide that by our RPF, which we said was equivalent to the pH clearance, which we said was 500. So 100 divided by 500 or 1 over 5 is 20%, which is going to be answer choice B. Which I would have gotten wrong because I chose C and ran. <laughs> and you know, not a bad, not a bad way to go in some cases. Sometimes yep. you have to think about time, right? If you're thinking about uh, being effective with your time, and you're saying, you know what, I got to jettison some of these questions because this is a lot of math. I don't remember. If you don't know the formula, then you're really going to be kind of up the creek a little yeah. bit. So sometimes you got to jettison what you don't know. Yeah, and this is one where it's like you you if you don't remember the formulas and you don't remember what PAH and what the renal plasma flow and how do you get that like it's impossible to answer this question and so you just you just go and and I think I mean I was talking earlier about how how this kind of question frustrates me or I don't like it it's it's kind of what you mentioned at the very beginning is is how does this relate clinically and as as medical students right everything that we do we love is all the clinical stuff for the most part right um there there are those outliers who go on to be nephrologists who love all this stuff but uh um they they they're like well how does this relate clinically why am i doing math when the computer is just going to tell me all of this information but it's one of those questions where you you shouldn't right and i kind of say that with a little asterisk right you shouldn't have that mindset of like, oh, I hate these questions, because then you're you're likely going to not do well on these questions, and you just kind of right. need to understand and go, okay, this is a good question, and I need to understand this for X, Y, Z, and even though they're not fun, I I like it, and I'll learn something. Yeah, exactly, and sometimes it is nice to know kind of where we derive like what we do on a daily basis to kind of understand. And I think that's what separates us, especially as physicians from kind of other providers, is that we kind of know the deeper definitions and understandings of where things are coming from. So sometimes it's nice to know that. Yeah, 100%. Okay. So um, obviously there's there's no reason to go through the other answer choices because they're just wrong because of the math. And that makes math, it easy. Yeah, numbers. <laughs> math. Can't, you can't <laughs> argue with math, although uh, some people will call them uh, <laughs> something else. But anyway, awesome. Suggesting that math is wrong. So. <laughs> <laughs> can't argue with my science, man. 
Uh, <laughs> very cool. All right. So we have another uh, Rena question that we'll jump into next week. Um, but it's good to be back and rocking some some renal questions. Love it. Thank you for having me. All right. So there you have it. If you are looking for some more help with your step one or level one prep, go to boardvitals.com and check out how they can help you prepare for your USMLE step one or Comlex level one with a huge Q bank of questions with amazing explanations and answers, obviously, with a huge Q bank of questions for both USMLE and Comlex with great explanations and access to ask questions depending on what level of package you get, you will be set up for success using Board Vitals with the promo code BOARDROUNDS for 15% off. Again, that's boardvitals.com. Use the promo code BOARDROUNDS to save 15% off of your purchase. Have a great week. We'll see you next time here on Board Rounds. This is MedEd Media.